Hi, and welcome to The Sustainable Century, where we explore with experts, with leaders, activists, communities of interest, mothers, fathers, and kids, how to buy, how to work, and how to invest for happier lives and a healthier planet. I'm your host, Mark D'Souza Shields. I was reading Dan Brown's origins on a plane uh, to Vietnam this past summer. It's a fun read, especially if you like art and all that art has revealed or inspired over the course of human history. In the book, Brown proposes that the two questions most asked by humankind are, where are we from and where are we going? Uh, these are two big questions I would submit. But I propose, at least for the time being, that we put the first on hold and that the truly meaningful question these days is where the heck are we going? Not the black tragic comedy that Trump is writing with all its horrid short and medium term effects. No, I'm referring to the confluence of the crisis of climate change and the emerging threat of authoritarianism. Two trajectories threatening humanity like nothing ever before in our history. It is certainly a conflux that transcends more than one presidency, even one so grievously aggravating these conditions to such profound and dangerous effect. Now, the question I refer to is, are we heading for that dystopian future that so many people, so many writers are talking about these days? Are we, in effect, witnessing the collapse of the liberal economic democratic order? Well, many believe, I believed, and many of us continue to believe, that this order, this system, could effectively and efficiently advance a broad sustainability agenda. While we never believed for a moment that the, the, the arc of this particular history would be a perfect curve, we did believe that eventually it would bend towards a world where institutions are institutions and economic systems would save ourselves from our own worst instincts and habits. I guess another question would be, should we cast aside the hope of evolutionary market efficiencies in voting for some other system? What is that system? Or will we be shaking hands in a dozen years with that dystopian future predicted by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change? Now, the biggest question then is, what the heck are we going to do if it's true, if what IP IPCC is saying is true? What am I going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? I remain an optimist, an optimist that's critical, but an optimist nonetheless. And certainly there's nothing like a 10-year challenge to focus our, con our concentration. If America could put a guy on the moon in less than seven years using, well, basically slide rulers, pencils and erasers, I think we can reduce carbon emissions by 80, 90, almost 100% in less than 12. And the funny thing is, is we don't really need to invent much or invest in much to fix most of the problem. Uh, we can get most of the way simply by facing a few facts. Here's some. We put too much meat on the table. We hate being too hot or a little too cold. We buy too much at too low a price. We throw stuff out we should keep. And we don't like public transit. And most importantly of all, I think, is we vest too much of our own self-worth, of our self-identity in the things that we buy. Change any one of these problems and we save a whole lot of coral reefs, rainforests, glaciers, ice sheets, beaches, you name it. 
change all of these things, and we're most of the way there to cooling the planet to more natural levels. Seeing the problem in, is, is easy in plain language. It's changing our habits that is the hard part. I'm going to do a little self-promotion here, shamelessly, I must say. One way you can help with these problems and do your part, contribute to more and better sustainability, is to make sure your investments, your 401k, your savings, are consistent with your values. And if you're listening to this podcast, well, we know your values are aligned with sustainability. So I urge you to check out my book, Invest Like You Give a Damn. It's it's fun to read, I'm told. I got it full of stories and how-to instructions that can help you make your savings and investment portfolio support a happier and healthier world. The kind of world that you want for yourself, for your family, for your community. It's available at Amazon.com and at New Society Publishers. I urge you to check out New Society. Costs a little bit more, but um, it's a great Canadian uh, small publishing company out there on Gabriel Island. Shout out to you all. Thanks for everything, New Society. Now, on a related note, uh, I read an interesting article from Be Targeted Marketing. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at, at Be Targeted, uh, which argued the sacred wall between uh, nonprofit organizations which exist to do good and businesses which uh, exist to make profits continues to erode. Companies, with the argument, can realize bottom line benefits of, de- of developing sustainable brands through cause marketing, donations, reducing energy use, increasing waste efficiencies, etc., etc., while nonprofits can bolster their reputations and coffers through strategic sales and marketing activities, you know, the kind of things that companies can do. Now, critical optimism tells me uh, this is a little bit true, uh, but mostly still wishful thinking. I don't think there's been a mind meld yet between uh, NGOs and businesses. Now, turn your Twitter off from hashtag sustainable for a moment or two, and, and you will find that the overwhelming majority of companies, big and small, spend far more time and energy seeking profit and avoiding social and environmental responsibilities than actually creating real sustainability value. Now, if you're interested in how companies can contribute to a happier and healthier world through sustainability value creation... Look for a coming paper of mine, um, tentatively titled A Happier and Healthier World Through Sustainability Brand Value Creation. Tells you how to recognize authentic corporate sustainability branding efforts, how to see through disingenuous efforts, and how to support uh, more of the things that you want to see or the things that you like as it relates to sustainability. Uh, If you want to get a copy of this paper when it's ready, it should be out in the next month or so, join my mailing list at thesustainablecentury.net. That's thesustainablecentury.net. While I am optimistically critical, I still see too many companies doing too little and talking too much about their sustainability brand. And to be kind, with apologies to 3BL Media, whom I love, but has the tagline, uh, Brands Taking a Stand, I must say, most brands are definitely not taking a stand on sustainability. You know, I walked around New York City last April with my daughter on vacation, and and I wanted to take pictures of advertisements uh, from companies that were doing something about sustainability, and I I didn't find a lot. Uh, If you can see or if you can find evidence of all these brands taking a stand, I'd be interested in knowing about it. 
at least something readily identifiable as sustainable uh, value creation. Uh, most brands do nothing. Some do the bare minimum and a very few, uh, nowhere near enough, uh, do anything truly meaningful in light of the IPCC findings. Ask companies about the depth of their sustainability commitment and you'll find them shifting in their seats like a bunch of high school seniors fibbing about their homework. To be accurate, most companies take a stance. doesn't have the same ring as taking a stand. Most take a stance, something which can be done sitting down. Taking a stand requires one actively standing up and holding one's ground against the enemy that was so rightly pointed out by the IPCC report. Are companies doing this? Not so much. Cesar Chavez, well, he took a stand. Rosa Parks, she took a stand. And the Native Americans, bless their souls, the Native Americans at Standing Rock Sioux Reservation, now they're taking a stand. And while I have momentarily deluded myself at times during my 30 years hoping and working for more and better corporate sustainability, it is not possible to unsee the IPCC facts that are staring us in the face. So whatever you think companies, investors, or consumers are doing, it is not near enough. It's just not. Just ask any five big five consulting firm what percentage of fees they generate from tax avoidment, regulatory sidestepping, shipping jobs to countries with innumerable human and labor rights violations. Ask them that, and then ask them to compare it to how much they generate integrating sustainability, true sustainability, into their clients' core business. So where are we going? Well, last week I suggested that we were witnessing the emerging confluence of authoritarianism, hyperconsumerism, and carbon, or in the vernacular, Putin, plastic, and profits. I fear the emerging trajectories are seriously, if not irreparably, damaging hopes for a democratic, market-based, sustainable world order. So while critical optimism compels me to celebrate all those small wins out there, common sense tells me, the long hoped for liberal economic democratic evolution to sustainable may never have been possible in the first place. So what's next? Well, stay tuned for more on this theme and others next week. Thanks for listening. I'm Mark D'Souza Shields, host of the Sustainable Century. Thanks for listening. I hope you liked it. If you did, I encourage you to check out the Sustainable Century blog at thesustainablecentury.net. Remember to click like in all the right places. Better yet, pass the blog or pass the pod along. And remember, it's up to you. It's up to us to make this a happier and healthier world.